Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's going on, DMV? You're listening to 1067 The Fan. I'm Lionel Willingham here with you live in local for the next hour, talking all things Washington Commanders on the heels of their eight picks in the 2022 NFL Draft, along with the, uh, what number are we at right now, Jeff, with the undrafted free agent? I think we're at five, six. Jeff Walker, my producer in studio here today. Some really intriguing additions made to the squad that way as well. Like I said, I'm here with you live and local till 1 o'clock. The nice job by Ben Standing, Britt Giroli, getting you guys caught up. I'll catch up a little more here in this next hour. We're going to dig a little deeper a little later into the positions of need that the team was able to address in this draft along with those you know, eight picks. You know, with those eight picks. We'll open it up, let you guys give your opinion. MGM National Harbor listener line, 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. We're also streaming on the Odyssey app, also on the Team 980 on your AM dial. So we're live and local, baby, everywhere. So like I said, we're going to dig a little deeper into the positions of need You know, that Washington was able to address in this draft. You know, Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? bringing in guys that could contribute at spots, you know, you're a little thin at. And Commanders fans, you know, you know the drill. This team can stand to get better at a few positions, okay? So we'll go position-specific with this draft class and tell you what guys I think can help out the team, you know, right away. Plus, at 1230, I'll be joined by Washington Commanders beat writer for the Washington Post, Sam Fortier. Sam will give his thoughts on the 2022 draft class for the Commanders, the inaugural 2022 draft class for the Commanders. First class in Commanders history. I thought I'd clap it up for that. So we'll talk to Sam. What does Sam the beat reporter think about Sam the rookie quarterback? So I'll ask him about the pick of Sam Howe, Ron Rivera, and Martin Mayhew. Had a lot to say about the rookie class at their press conference yesterday afternoon. Sam was there in attendance for that from Ashburn. Some interesting nuggets, you know, from that presser that we'll get to. Like I said, we're taking your calls all hour, 1-800-636-1067. On the MGM National Harbor listener lines, we'll talk to you. I'll take your calls, see what you guys think about this commander's draft class. You know, but right now, I mentioned it earlier. I gave a little hand clap, gave a little hand clap earlier. But right now, I want to give an official 
round of applause to Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, the scouts, everyone involved in the draft for the Washington Commanders. Because on first blush, I'm pleased with what they were able to get done. You know, in the past 72 hours or so, dating back to Thursday night, you know, in that opening round. And I'll preface all this, everything I say in this show today, I'll preface it all by saying this. The draft grades you see on Twitter from guys with the verification check marks next to their name, they mean absolutely nothing. This is all a projection of what we all think these guys, you know, could turn out to be. That being said, I think, you know, on first blush, like I said, Ron Rivera and company added eight really good football players the last couple of days. And I think everybody in this fan base should be excited for that. And ladies and gentlemen, look, good football players come in all shapes and sizes with different roles and just different ways to contribute. Some are day one starters, you know, on each side of the ball. Some are going to be your core special teams guys. Some are future Pro Bowls and all pros. But like I said, we won't know exactly the impact these guys will have until camp rolls around. And then we're going to be waiting to see in the preseason with officials, referees. So we'll be clamoring about this rookie draft class all the way up until August. But as of right now, as I sit in this seat in front of this microphone on Sunday afternoon on paper, I like it. Tell me what you think. I'm going to open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 1-800-636-1067. Tell me what you think about it. Because like I said, as I sit in front of this chair on Sunday afternoon, I like it. And many people will say I'm a mark for the team. I'm a 24-year-old. Haven't seen much success from this franchise, you know, in my lifetime. But as I sit here Sunday, after the first draft in Washington Commanders history, man, it feels like something special is brewing. feels like something special may be brewing. I think Washington drafted five guys you know, that will for sure be competing for significant playing time in 2022. I do. I truly do. Like I said, you can call in all hour. MGM National Harbor listener lines, 1-800-636-1067. Give me your opinion of this commander's draft class. I see we got two guys on the line right now. I'll get to you. Still in my opening soliloquy here. You know, getting some things off my chest before I hear from you guys. And like I said, it all starts, it goes back to Thursday night for me. They're sitting there at pick number 11. And everybody knows going into this thing, there was a consensus that this team needed to add more talent across the board with wide receiver, safety, and corner. We can say tight end as well. As most likely selection in round one if, if they were to stay put. Right? Everyone knew going in. If they were to stay put in round one, it was going to be either a wide receiver, a safety, corner. There were some specific names, you know, that were thrown out there that we'll get to later on here in the show. But wide receiver, safety, corner as the most likely selection in round one if they were to stay put. But the best case scenario in this particular draft was to trade back and acquire more picks, specifically on day three. 
which is where all of the experts and pundits and analysts and everyone with a football opinion felt the best value was in this year's draft. And with guys like Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State, Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, with those guys on the board, guys that most evaluators felt were just flat-out can't-miss prospects. Washington, working working in the war room, getting, getting the phones going, tapping in with other GMs across the league. Washington moved back five spots, adding picks in the third and fourth rounds. So pick number 11, where the way the board shaped out, you could have had Kyle Hamilton, a guy that was rated very highly in most people's you know, big boards. Chris Olave, you could have had the wide receiver from Ohio State, somebody that Washington, you know, reportedly was very high on during the process. And Jamison Williams, a wide receiver, you know, coming off an ACL tear in the national title game, but the guy that's got some real gas, you know, at the wide receiver position. Washington doesn't go with any of those guys. They trade back five spots with the New Orleans Saints. Now, interestingly enough, New Orleans jumps up to take Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State, somebody Washington was hot on. You know, Washington able to move back to pick number 16. They add picks in the third and fourth round. So pick number 11 turns into Penn State wide receiver Jahan Dotson, Alabama running back Brian Robinson, Nevada tight end Cole Turner. But in doing so, the commanders passed on a receiver they really liked, and everyone knew receiver was a position in need they were definitely going to target. What do you guys think about the trade back? Was it necessary? Would you, would you have rather them taken a blue chip prospect at 11, you know, a la Kyle Hamilton, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams? Because on Twitter, all of you Commanders fans are going crazy. This is such a negative town. And I hope that's what I can bring here today, some positivity, you know, surrounding this football team. All I see on Twitter is, why are you trading back? You had Kyle Hamilton there. You had Olave there. Let's go to Lou. Let's see what Lou thinks. We'll go to Lou in D.C. What's going on, Lou? My main man. What's going on, man? Congrats, What's going on, man. Appreciate yes, you, man. Sir. You know it, man. But, uh, yeah, you should fill that uh, 9 and noon, you know. Uh, I hope you get that show, man, because uh, yeah, that, that need to be filled in. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Possible. What's up, though? What do, you, what do you think? What do you think about the draft? Oh. What I think, I just think, you know, like the first two picks, I think they reached, I think they should have stayed at 11 and get an impact player, which, you know, my choice was Jordan Davis from, you know, uh, uh, Georgia. If not, Kyle Hamilton was sitting in there. You know, I get the fact that they, they, you know, the trade back and want to get as much as picks as they can, but I just think that the first two picks is just, you know, it's just, they just project. I mean, it's just the project picks and you don't know what you're going to get out of them. I mean, he looked good in college. But, but, but Lou, you don't you know, know what you were going to get out of Kyle Hamilton, no, either. All of these guys, like I mentioned uh, in the opening, are projects. Pro- you won't which, really know until August. Right, but but you know, the but what I'm saying is that, like, you know, some of the guys, the top 10 or the top 15 players, they're going to come in there, they're going to be a starter. But, you know, as a as a wide receiver, I mean, you could have got that guy made later round. You needed an impact player, and they did not address that either by, you know, linebacker or, 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 or defensive tackle. I feel all right, man. I, dis, I disagree with you saying, and I, and I appreciate the call, Lou. I, I, I understand you saying, I don't understand you saying they didn't add in any impact players. 
with that pick. Because when I look at a guy like Jahan Dotson, I think he is he exemplifies what an impact player is. You know? Guy that was electric coming out of Penn State. 5'10", 4'4", 340-yard dash. Got a lot of uh, player comparisons to Tyler Lockett. We'll continue to take your calls. We're on the Odyssey app. We're simulcasting on the Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan. I'll continue to take more of your calls on the Commander's draft as a whole. Like I mentioned, we'll talk to Sam Fortier at about 12.30. Let's go to Jake in Florida right now. He wants to give some thoughts on the Commander's draft. What's going on, Jake? Todd, 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 Todd. What's going on, man? How are you, What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good, man. Good. I, uh... You know, I like the Jahan Dodson pick. I'm hearing, uh, you know, my sources out there are, you know, a lot of people are taking a look at this and, and wondering, hey, maybe we should have taken a guy like Chris Olave. Maybe we shouldn't have moved back. But I think Jahan Dodson fits into the system well. Carson Wentz, guy that can push the ball downfield, spread it around nicely, and I think Jahan Dodson's going to be a nice little weapon for him. I definitely agree with you. Was he your favorite pick of the eight selections for the Commanders? No. I... Uh, I really like this Sam Howell pick. Mm, I haven't uh, gotten into Sam Howell yet. Go ahead. What do you think about Sam Howell? I just think, you know, for, first of all, you know, this fifth round, you know, can't take too much heat for taking a guy in the fifth round, not expecting somebody to come right in or come in right away and make a difference. But I think that this is a guy that, that, that that's a high level talent. I think, you know, Javante Williams, Michael Carter Jr. or Michael Carter leaving, Definitely had an impact on that young man's performance. But I will say, I think that he can kind of come in, sit behind Wentz for a year. He's back with Diami Brown. Washington's got a great defense. They're going to have a run game. I think that uh, he's a guy that can eventually kind of take over and possibly be a home run. I definitely do agree with you. Thanks for your call, Jake. Jake, listen on the Odyssey app. I see a couple of you guys still on the line. Got Jeff in Gainesville. Listening and Jay and DC listening as well. We'll continue to talk more commanders for the next 45 minutes or so. I'm Lanelle Willingham here with you till 1 p.m. You're listening to 1067 The Fan and the Team 980. We're also on the Odyssey app. On the Odyssey app. It's a nice Sunday, first day of May. Washington Commanders coming off of. Their day three selections yesterday in the NFL draft. Still got about 40 minutes left with you. I'm Linnell Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980. We're also streaming live on the Odyssey app. Talking all things Washington Commanders draft here. As we mentioned, they finished up yesterday on day three. We'll talk to Sam Fortier, Washington Commanders beat reporter for the Washington Post to get his thoughts on the overall draft class and break down a little bit what Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera had to say yesterday, you know, in regards to this class and the type of impact, you know, that they can make. Took some of your calls in that first segment talking about, you know, what do you like about the class? What are some things that you didn't like? Who was your favorite pick? We'll go back to the MGM National Harbor listener lines right now. Let's go to Jay in D.C., Give his thoughts on the commander's draft class. What's going on, Jay? What's up, Linnell? What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, man, I'm good. Hey, listen, first and foremost, let me just say this. 
Um, I listen to 106 every day. I am so happy and so proud, like Lou said. I'm so happy and so proud for you and Jeff to be running this thing. Man, I'm listen, hey, man, we can go on and on about that. But I, I just want to give y'all some love. Hey, man, I appreciate and that. Like Lou said, they need to give y'all a spot. But, okay, so as far as the draft, listen, I like everything they did, man. I like everything. They did exactly what I wanted them to do. They drafted. They, they stepped back, you know, drafted down. Uh, this whole thing about um, Deshaun Dotson. Deshaun Dotson, the first round. Deshaun, listen, I've watched that dude since he was a freshman at Penn State. He is like that. He's a baller, man. Yeah, yeah. And this this idea that he might not be an impact player, yeah, okay. We, w- watch. Watch and see. That's what I said. Yes. It's, Tom, it's Tom Foolery. You know, last year, 12 touchdowns, yeah, watch, watch, yeah, watch 1,100 yards. Yeah. He's, he's a baller. And, and you're you're kind of speaking for the, the Twitter crowd, man. The people on Twitter have been very, very tough on Ron and this staff for this draft, you know, on, on first blush because of the fact that, you know, they didn't select one of the blue chip guys in round one at well, pick number here's, 11. Here's, here's the thing I would say. Here's how I would speak to that a little bit. Um, it was very interesting to me that when they traded down and then when they're, when, when the, when the, whoever picked at 15, when that, when their pick was in, okay, then it came up. Okay. Commanders immediately their pick was in. They didn't wait. They didn't hesitate. They didn't think because they already had a plan, they knew and they, they knew wanted. that's who they wanted. They knew what they wanted, and that's the big thing. They knew that's who they wanted. And I, I appreciate the call, Jay. That's the big thing. You got to go in and know what you want, and that's why I was so quick to give this team praise. I did it in the opening segment about trading back. I mean, you needed it. It, it was well-documented the depth that this class had, Right. Well documented, the, the depth that this class had. You know, due to last year, COVID, a lot of guys opted out. So you saw a lot of that talent get pushed, you know, into this draft, and which is why there was such value, you know, in rounds two through four. But, you know, from talking to different people, you know, as Jay was talking about Jahan Dotson, it was apparent they really liked Dotson and, and grouped him, you know, when, when talking about their favorite wideouts in this, in this draft. He was right there. You know, they knew they could get him later. They didn't want to move too far back. You know, it was reported they had a trade offer in the teens. I mean, in the early 20s, they didn't feel like they could move that far back and still get their guy. Look, going into this, as we mentioned earlier in the first segment, it was well documented. This wide receiver, corner, safety. Specifically wide receiver because you acquired Carson Wentz this offseason. You got to get my man some playmakers. You got to get him guys that can make plays with the football in their hand. And Jahan Dotson, you know, embodies that. Just as much as any other receiver in this draft. We're going to go to Emmanuel in Portland. Listen on the Odyssey app. What's going on, Emmanuel? Yeah, how you doing? Um, Let's go, buddy. I was I, I'm surprised by a few moves made, uh, you know, by the commanders. Uh, I was surprised by the trade back. You know, I, you know, the depth in the draft was there was a lot of depth, but. Uh, uh, I feel like Kyle Hamilton is a special kind of guy, you know, as a playmaker at safety, uh, a position that, you know, the commanders have struggled with since the passing of Sean Taylor, you know, 
haven't really had a solid guy out there, you know, to to really, you know, command that position. Haha, <laughs> like the uh, punt, everybody, like the punt. <laughs> But no, I, I think I, I think I get the gist of what you're trying to say, and, and this is the same sentiment that a lot of people are giving on Twitter. It was like like I mentioned in the first segment, it was known blue chip talent, Kyle Hamilton, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams. They were looked at as blue chip talents, but their ability to trade that pick and turn it into three more guys, I think, is crucial, right? You now are able to, you mentioned Kyle Hamilton. That was a guy people wanted to go with at 11. Not your prototypical deep hash, you know, safety plan. You know, got tremendous range, but not your traditional too high safety. Not not the role he's best suited in. Best, best role he'd probably be suited in was in that Buffalo nickel that everyone loves to talk about, you know, in this town. And Washington was able to address that position while still acquiring a premier receiver, which is why I commend them. You're knocking down, you know, two stones, three stones, really, you know, in just one selection. And and I'll give the analogy and say it like this. What's better? One player at pick number 11 or three and really four if you trade that, you know, they traded the six-round pick as well. Turns into four guys. We'll continue to take your calls here. I'm Linnell Willingham with you till 1 o'clock. We're on the Team 980 as well on the AM dollar on 106.7 The Fan on your FM dial. We're also streaming live on the Odyssey app. We'll continue to take more of your calls. We'll be joined by Sam Fortier here coming up at 1230. But first, we'll knock out a couple more of your calls before we get to Sam and get his opinion on this draft. Let's go to Jeff in Gainesville. You listen on the Odyssey app. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you, buddy. Of course. So let's listen. I'm, you know, I, I was a little bit torn. I wanted to, you know, call Hamilton, of course, but um, we almost got him. You know, they just got him two picks in front of us, so no problem. But I did hear uh, Santana Moss talking about um, this kid, um, Jahan Dotson. You know, you know, for weeks, you know, saying that he thought he was the best receiver in the in the draft. So I've got zero problem. With that, and you know, and, and Jeff Jahan, a very similar profile athletically to Santana Moss, talking about guys and, that aren't the biggest but play big. And look what he did for us, right? I mean, you don't have to go well, look at David Boston. He was a beast, but he didn't see you know, Plenty of examples. You know, look, Ron and company compared him, you know, to Steve Smith after the draft. So Right, right, right. You know, there was a couple of guys. I like Chris Watson also. I thought he was decent. I I loved uh, uh Jameis Williams also, but uh but he also couldn't beat the other two guys out to get in there and you know, so he went somewhere else. Um I think overall, you know, as, as much as I hate Dan Snyder and w- wish the team was called the Washington Amazons because I really wanted Bezos to get the team. Cause, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm thrilled with what they did. Um, I don't hey, man, look, it, it might, it might still all. happen. It might still happen. I appreciate your call, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff mentioning Dan Snyder and the litany of allegations from this offseason. We'll get to some more of your calls, but up next we got Sam Fortier from the Washington Post talking all things Washington Commanders. He was there in Ashburn yesterday for their post-draft press conference. Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew will get his thoughts. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980. I'm Lanell Willingham. We're also streaming on the Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Go ahead, Jeff. Welcome back. We're now willing to have with you till 1 o'clock here on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. We're also streaming on the Odyssey app. Talking all things Washington Commanders draft. About 72 hours and change removed from their first pick of the 2022 NFL draft on Thursday night. And to talk more about this class and you know how they can impact this football team moving forward, I'll bring in Sam Fortier on the BetQL guest hotline. Sam Fortier writes for the Washington Commanders in the Washington Post. What's going on, Sam? Man, I was I was dragging after you know uh, two months of, of pre-draft stuff and three days of, of busyness, but. Jeff got me a little fired up with, with that's what the I'm, DMX, that's uh, what I'm intro, saying. so I'm ready. I told him. I said, I, said, I see you, Jeff. Well, Sam, look, we got a lot to cover here. I don't want to take too much of your time. I'll start off with, with a softball question here. What is your you know, initial impression of this class overall? Yeah, initial impression is they are doing everything they can to support Carson Wentz and take a big step forward in year three. I think the ways that you can see that seven out of the eight of the draft picks upperclassmen, several redshirt seniors. Definitely the only non-senior uh, was actually Sam Howell, who obviously slid to them. Um, so to me, this is about filling in the cracks. There are no projects. There are no projections uh, in players like Jamin Davis or Antonio Gibson. These are dudes who might not have the highest ceiling, but they should have a high floor. You know who they are. They should be able to step in right away and give you something. That's my initial impression of class. You mentioned Sam Howell there. Sam, and I had a little little pun at the beginning of the show. I said, what is Sam the beat reporter? Think about Sam, the rookie quarterback. <laughs> and I'll actually go a little bit more in-depth on him. Obviously, you know, you mentioned the team wanted to do everything they can to surround Carson Wentz with weapons. Well, 
selecting a quarterback in the fifth round, Sam, that doesn't really speak to that, does it? I, I, it does to me because developmentally, like, he's a fifth-round dude. This is, this is not the same situation as, like, the Eagles drafting Jalen Hurts in the second uh, when you got Carson. Like, to me, Ron went out of his way uh, before, during, and after that selection calling Carson, telling him, hey, man, like, you're still the dude. We called you. It was just, it was just too good of value to pass up uh, a guy that we had graded highly in the fifth round. I, I don't think there's going to be a big, you know, a big to-do about it. Uh, they have the same agent, Rep One Sports. Um, so I think that could ease it a little bit. So uh, to me, this is purely developmental, purely speculative. Maybe he's Taylor Heineke in the future. You know, who knows what Sam Howell is? Uh, but I think that that is an insurance policy more than anything else. Yeah, it was definitely a surprise, you know, to many pundits, you know, and evaluators that he even fell to the fifth round. And Sam, I know you say, you know, it shouldn't be much of a problem. But don't you think the fact that they had to go to Carson Wentz and kind of coddle him before making the pick. Does that say a lot about Carson Wentz? Does it give you any type of skepticism about, you know, how Carson's going to handle this? And I'll say this, you know, yes, they selected him in the fifth round, but you and I both know, you know, backup quarterback, you know, is one of the most craved positions in this town. Everyone goes crazy over it. And Sam isn't your traditional developmental backup. He's got a lot of tools and if you listen to uh, Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network, said he's got the best third and seven package, you know, in the class as far, you know, his reps and throws on film. Is Sam your traditional developmental guy, or do you think there is a scenario in which he can push for some time? Well, I mean, Ron went out of his way to say that Taylor Heineke is going to be quarterback two this year, and, and that's not going to change. Uh, he's talked about wanting to carry three quarterbacks. So to me, how – I mean, he is a traditional developmental guy in the sense that, like, there's a lot of stuff he needs to work on. He did you know – his, his uh, offense at, at UNC, the, the hyper air raid with Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator, like that, you know, he has a lot of things he's got to adapt to his game to get ready for the NFL. Uh, it's not just going to be RPOs. And I know last year he was running a ton because he lost so many weapons from 2020. But I, I do think Sam is, is going to need a year plus uh, in order to actually push for some time. Uh, I know Daniel Jeremiah, you know, he knows that, that guy better than I do. Uh, he's not putting him in the, in the career backup camp. But I, but I don't think that also means he's a starter in year one or he's pushing for time this fall. So I would, I would temper my expectations for Sam this fall and maybe down the line we can revisit that if he takes his steps forward. Interesting. And joining us on the BetQL guest hotline is Sam Fortier, Washington Commanders insider for the Washington Post. Join us here on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980. We're also streaming on the Odyssey app. Sam, I'll get your opinion on this. Which one of these selections do you think has the ability to come in and push a starter, you know, for a spot early on in camp here? Well, I, I would have to say Percy Butler, the Louisiana safety, has the biggest chance uh, besides Jahan Dobson uh, to play a role right away. Because I, I see a lot of these guys um, as, as, you know, filling in the cracks, doing specific roles. Cole Turner is going to be a pass-catching tight end uh, in certain situations, but... John Bates, Samus Reyes, they're probably going to be the blockers, you know, in run situations. Brian Robinson is going to be uh, a downhill runner uh, for the running back uh, position, depending on game flow. Uh, Fedarian Mathis is going to two-gap and, and, you know, eat doubles and, and keep linebackers clean, uh, the second-round pick. I, I think those guys all have defined roles. But when we're talking about Percy Butler, uh, the safety of Louisiana, he can play center field. He can play nickel corner. Um, he can do a lot of different things. And, and Ron Rivera said, uh, yesterday, he could compete at the Buffalo nickel spot, even though he's 
six foot, 194 pounds. Some people would say, oh, that seems a little light for Big Nickel. They're going to run at him. But that is really, you know, the, he is almost the same size, four pounds lighter, two inches shorter than Cam Curl uh, when Cam Curl was playing that spot. Uh, and caught the you know coach's attention his rookie year. So to me, if we're talking about who who has a chance to be a legitimate starter right away, I think it's Percy Butler, even though he was drafted in the fourth round. Interesting. I agree with you. I think Butler comes in right away and makes an impact. You know, guys raving about how tough he is. Ron and Martin even you know went out their way yesterday to praise him for his toughness playing through injury last year. But I want to ask about one of the more surprising picks to me in this draft and how early they went. Brian Robinson Jr., the running back out of Alabama. You know, big kid, 6'2", you know, 6'1", 225 pounds. You know, they rave about his, you know, contact balance and power. You know, he's been a mainstay at Alabama in that offense. You know, backed up Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris. He even caught 36 passes last year. Um, How quickly do you think they can integrate him into the offense and a guy that only fumbled twice in his four seasons at Alabama, do you think there's any chance he challenges Antonio Gibson for snaps? Well, here's the thing. is I think that Ron Rivera said they have a trifecta with McKissick, Robinson, and Gibson, right? So to me, it, it's, I don't know if it's about challenging for snaps. I think it's about game flow. It's about rotation. It's about role. You know, if you need a slasher, if you need a guy, you know, to, to break runs in the second level, uh, you're going to have AG in there. If you are at third and one, you know, in, in the opponent red zone and, and you need short yardage, that'll be Robinson. If you're in, in two-minute offense, you're going to go J.D. McKissick because he is so good at, at you know, catching the ball and, and getting upfield and turning checkdowns in the first downs, as, as running backs coach Randy Jordan likes to say. Um, so to me, it, it, it's totally uh, situationally dependent uh, on who's going to be getting those snaps. And I think, you know, ball security – and, and wear and tear on Gibson. Obviously, Antonio, during that four-game win streak last year, you know, he was carrying the rock. He was running behind his pads. That, you know, he didn't run for a ton of yards in that Tampa Bay upset, but the physicality that he showed was impressive, a, a, a step forward for him. I think Robinson can bring that you know, every game, and so that is a real step forward, uh, not only in what he can give you, but in what he takes off Antonio's plate. Sam Fortier joining us, beat reporter for the Washington Commanders in the Washington Post. On our BetQL guest hotline, Sam, I'll let you go with this one. You talked about this class and you know their ability to make an immediate impact early on. Can you give me an overall grade for this class, and, and, what, and what do you think that they could do? I'm going to go B minus, and I, and I say that or B because, like I said, you know the, the ceilings on these guys might not be the highest, but the floor seems pretty high. There seems to be a cohesive vision here. I think that the story of the season is going to be two things. One is Carson Wentz closer to the quarterback Washington thinks he is or the, the rest of the league thinks he is. And can the defense rebound from a disappointing season? Those are the two biggest questions to me. This draft class is going to fill in the cracks around those guys. But really, it's, is Chase Young going to come back healthy off his ACL and prove that last the beginning of last year was an aberration? This team has the stars. It has the pillar players it needs to be competitive. And the question, you know, these guys to me are, are filling in the gaps and, and it's, are those stars is Terry McLaurin, Carson Wentz, Chase Young, William Jackson, the third, are those guys going to step up and raise this team ceiling? All right. Thank you so much, Sam, for joining me. You can check out Sam's work in the Washington post and you can follow him on Twitter at Sam for TR. Thanks for joining me, buddy.
All right, we lost Sam there. So we'll wrap things up here. One final segment with you. Linnell Willingham here on 106.7 The Fan. Simulcasting as well on the Team 980. I see you guys calling in, trying to chime in and give your opinion. We'll get to you on the MGM National Harbor listener line when we get back. One final segment here. I'm Linnell Willingham here with you until 1 o'clock on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasting on the Team 980. We're also streaming on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. I'm here. I'm Linnell Willingham here with you for one final segment up until one o'clock. Taking your calls on all things Washington Commanders on the heels of the 2022 NFL Draft. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also simulcasted on the Team 980. And if you're not in the DMV and you want to tune in to us, download the Odyssey app to do that. So it was a Busy show. Busy show. We just got off the phone with Sam Fortier. He gave his takes you know, on the Washington Commanders draft class. And before I go back to the MGM National Harbor listener lines here, 1-800-636-1067, I'm going to introduce you to some of the guys you know, in this Washington Commanders 2022 NFL draft class. And you know, my favorite pick you know, of this class, Sam Fortier mentioned him and, and his ability to potentially come in and play a role right away was Percy Butler. Uh, Chris Sims, a pro football talk, you know, had Butler rated as his number one true free, you know, single high safety. And, you know, not a huge guy, six foot, 194 pounds, ran four three, though. You know, played at you know, Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns down there where, uh, Oh, B. Mitch played ball at. And, and if you know B. Mitch, you know the type of dude B. Mitch is. I was telling our producer, you know, Jeff Walker during the break, these dudes cut from a different cloth. They're cut from a different cloth. You know, this is a guy that was lauded for his toughness. Um, instant special teams gratification right away. I think he comes in and is your gunner right away from day one. You know, shot out of a cannon. He's fast. Does really well coming down and breaking on flat routes. I think he can come in and step in and be that Buffalo nickel and challenge for that from day one. Uh, Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew alluded to that in their post-draft presser. But just on first blush, like I mentioned, I love this class. Percy Butler, obviously, you know, one of my favorites in the class. Jahan Dotson, clearly, you know, the breadwinner in the class, your, your prize bull, as the great Doc Walker would say. He's going to be electric. What Washington has the ability to roll out offensively, you know, it's similar to a track team, man. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, barring, you know, good health, and he can come back and be healthy and be the guy that Washington thought he could be. You know, Antonio Gibson in the backfield, you know, complimented by J.D. McKissick, you know, who was well-documented and well-known in this town, one of the best receiving backs, you know, in the National Football League. You're bringing back Logan Thomas at tight end. Hopefully he's healthy, coming off ACL surgery. Offensively, I think they're going to be fine. It was crucial that they added a wide receiver. We knew that. They did it in round one, you know, which, which was expected. 
I don't know, man. I have a good feeling about this class. I really do. We're going to go to the MGM National Harbor listener line real quick. Take our man Toothpick. Toothpick, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, Lunel? How are you, bro? <laughs> what's going on, my man? How are you? Hey, man, listen, excited. Listen, yesterday we talked about the uh, the, the last couple of picks, and the one that I got to be the most excited about is our new pass catching tight end. Um, that's the one that's got me the most excited. Cole I, I Turner. Cole Robinson, Turner. Yes, yes, Cole Turner. Robinson is going to be is going to be that nail. I mean that that hammer, and we could call you know uh, AG that the that that bullet, but that hammer is, is definitely going to be Robinson for third and ones and goals. But Turner's got to be the one that has me excited. His his size and, and build is similar to uh, Logan, and hopefully we get both of them back. So just in case something happened to one of our wide receivers, we can then roll two tight ends and still give people problems and create those match, uh, matchup nightmares, you know, that type of scenario. But uh, I, I do like the, the safety of Butler. I like him. And this, this class, uh, it, it has a lot of potential. And we just got to wait a couple of years and see what happens and, and keep rolling and, and keep the faith with the community. Thanks for taking my call. I know you got people lined up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, Toothpick. Got a few minutes here, and I'll echo the sentiments, you know, of the caller, of the callers here so far today. I'm excited with the class. I was texting with uh, Logan Paulson earlier this morning, a former Washington Commanders tight end, does a lot of work with the team now on the media side, you know. And I asked him about Cole Turner specifically, and he gave me an interesting answer. Um, he said he, he said he's higher. I'm higher on Cole Turner than he is, and obviously I trust the opinion of Logan Paulson, the professor, you know. Definitely knows his stuff, but he mentioned he was more excited about Curtis Hodges. Now, Curtis Hodges, you know, is among the plethora of undrafted free agents the team has signed and are continuing to bring in, and that process will continue, you know, here throughout the day. <clears throat> we didn't touch on that a lot. Wish we had some more time to do so. But he talked about Curtis Hodges potentially coming in and filling that role you know, of that big pass-catching tight end, the same athletic profile, you know, really of a Cole Turner. But he likes the athleticism more of Hodges. The tape is good. And I said, well, Logan, I'll do some more work on Curtis Hodges. I went and did some more work. The three-cone drill at the NFL Combine, right? Very important. You know, definitely shows off guys' short area quickness and burst and ability to change direction. Jahan Dotson, right? First-round wide receiver for Washington. Pick number 15. Ran a seven two eight in the three cone. Right? Curtis Hodges, this converted wide receiver turned tight end that Logan Paulson has been raving to me about, ran a seven one four in the three cone. At six foot eight. At six foot eight. So they clearly Everyone knew coming in, look, we got to get some bigger pass-catching targets for Carson Wentz. They did just that. They did just that. The names will continue to trickle out about what wide, what uh, undrafted free agents you know, that they bring in and continue to bring in. But I'll tell you this, man. It was a solid class. I said it in the opening. At first blush, man, on paper, they did, they did everything they needed to do. There were clear needs Washington had coming in to these three days of the NFL draft. And I think they checked off just about every one of those boxes. 
I know the fans out there are clamoring about a linebacker. I know guys were upset about the pick of Sam Howell. I was as well. I think it kind of contradicts what Ron and company have been saying about trying to do their best to put weapons around Carson Wentz, and I don't think Sam Howell is going to be a weapon. He's probably the only player in this class, legitimately, out of the eight selections that they picked that isn't going to contribute at all in 2022. So I have our qualms about that. But overall, I thought it was a good, good, uh, good first class for the Washington Commanders. That's going to do it here for us today. I'm Linnell Willingham, hosted for the first time today here on 106.7 The Fan, simulcasted on the Team 980. Thanks for your calls. Thank you to Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. Giving his evaluation of the Washington Commanders 2022 draft, I'm Linnell Willingham, and I'm out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.